2: Welcome Good. back to Simpin' After Dark, everybody. This is your girl Ashley
3: Mendoza, and you know you got your girl Victoria D Wells over oh. here.
2: And we got a very special guest today, returning yes. guest Stephanie Valenzuela, yes. the doctor, the, the master, master <laughs> the, the psychologist, master. the therapist. You know, <laughs> you know, she's gonna do her disclaimer, but to us, yes. <laughs> she's Again, our therapist, not a Stephanie.
4: Therapist. <laughs> I will be getting my degree in two weeks but Two i weeks, am baby. educated and basically
2: it's shit. basically our own little dr phil you know he ain't really mm-hmm. shit right but yep. he's out here like a doctor 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 so mm-hmm. shut the fuck up dr phil so uh, we advice. got
3: dr steph in the
2: house according to us Sorry. to us
3: <laughs> You guys, Simpin' After Dark is a podcast where we like to talk about R&B music and how that correlates to our real life, our real relationships. So it only makes sense that we have a real life doctor who is a guaranteed doctor. You need to take they her call advice. you out on your shit. 100% take her advice to the death. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously we're going to talk about some music. We're going to talk about some lyrics and we are going to talk about some medical definitions. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Is it medical definitions um, or psychiatric?
4: Defi- Psy- what
3: would that be, like, like a diagnostic definitions? Ooh, diagnostic definitions.
2: Yeah. Diagnostic criteria. We're going to get Do real with it. We
4: have, uh, we've been
2: teasing it for a few weeks on previous episodes, and <laughs> on our last week episode, basically, we're going to be talking about narcissists. Mm-hmm. This this episode is all about narcissists, which is something very important. It's actually very scary if you read about it or if you know anybody that has
3: Dated a narcissist or is a narcissist? It's a very serious, scary thing. Yeah, and we're gonna tar- talk narcissist. We're gonna talk narcissism. We're gonna talk narcissistic. <laughs> we're gonna talk every <laughs> all the narth, narcissistic bitch.
4: personality <laughs> disorder is its yeah. actual uh, diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. So, that.
2: what is exactly a narcissistic personality disorder? That's a good place to start.
4: Yeah. Uh, so, in like a summary, unless you want me to like actually read from the <laughs> DSM. Um, um, whatever. Give give summary. Give a good summary. yeah, but yeah. just a summary. Um, it's basically somebody that, um, d- lacks empathy. It would be like, it's, m- um, one of its most like, um, prevalent, uh, you know, symptoms, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, but it's also just having like these like grandiose, um, view of yourself. So like you think of yourself very, um, very highly. Ooh. And, uh, you also Uh, only affiliate yourself with the best people so again um i was also on um you know the wild seven podcast yeah and talking about seven yeah and um talking about that in film um talking about american psycho so you only affiliate yourself with the best and also like i said you know, Trump is like a perfect example of a narcissist. Where it's like, I have the best doctor. I know the best lawyer. I affiliate. So I'm the most smartest person in the room. and am the least racist well, person. But the once they once <laughs> they betray you, or once they do what you don't want them to do, all of a sudden they're the worst person. He reminds they me they of the Queen
2: of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, where he's like, "Off with your head!" <laughs> no, <laughs> like exactly. anybody that betrays him, he's like, exactly. "Off the jail you go!" And yeah.
4: So, so they they are very confident, charismatic people and um, they need praise for everything. If someone helps them with something, it's like, I need the most credit and I'm actually not going to give you the credit that you deserve because it was me that did it. You know, that's just kind of their thing. And so once you criticize, like, mm, are you sure? And start to question, it's just like, mm. fuck off, fuck you. I'm not going to answer that. And you're dead to me. Yes. That's all ego. Like, it's yeah, all I ego. was going to so say. So fragile, fragile ego, but I need to portray myself as the best, the most, you know, amazing person.
3: Mm, so that directly goes crystal into castle what we're talking glass about. house yes um what does narcissism like how how is narcissism different from your ego
4: um i don't know how to answer that. Is what it just kind of
2: like having it in check
4: well because because we all have ego nar- right? narcissism
3: is is uh i mean it's a personality trait or what? It's
4: it's so narcissistic is, is it personality disorder. So it's it, an issue with your personality. Anytime you are diagnosed with something, and so that's the thing that is just like a lot of times in, in my education. Even if as I talk about it now, it's like okay, yeah, I may lack a little empathy, but do I have narcissistic personality disorder? You need to meet the criteria. So it's like four or more of the following, and then it lists like so it's like seven a level. It's, it's it's not a like level. a. Where it's to the point where it's, it's affecting, it's it affecting, interferes. It interferes with your social life, your work okay. life, or something. So just because you may have some of these traits doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean you can yeah. be diagnosed. So I think kind of
2: how like on the last episode where I was like, I feel like everyone, if they were to like look up like traits of a narcissist, you might have the thought like, am I a narcissist? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I have every
4: disorder. I think right. about that. Yeah. About bipolar,
2: look up anything all bipolar. The time. I'm like, like I'm bipolar for yeah. sure. everything. Somebody look was look like, it up. she looked at
3: me. She was like, no, you're not. Stop. You know. <laughs> oh okay yeah so it's like it's you you might
2: like hit certain criteria but But unless you you okay uh, all of the certain requirements of it then it's not
3: yeah so then so then is what my question would be is when does it become disruptive so because i think that like your ego, narcissism, there's a certain healthy level of it that you need in order For to function sure. in society, yeah. right? So what what is the tipping point of where it becomes an issue? Like, I, narcissism can be a good thing, right? It helps you, like, with social.
4: I believe you guys talked about it in your last podcast or maybe the one before um, about the fake it till you make it. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. it, you know, th- that's a good thing of being confident, faking it till you make it to get where you want to be. So that's,
3: you need a little bit of narcissism. Yeah,
4: yeah. It wouldn't even be characterized. It would just be confidence. Narcissistic traits. Okay. Right. But um, narcissism, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be around those people. You're yeah. drained by them. All they want to do is hype themselves up and put you down. And they also are manipul; they're very charismatic, so they're manipulative and know how to use you for their well-being. And they don't care how it affects you. Mm. So that's where the lack of empathy comes in. Is where like it's like okay, you're gonna help me. Yeah, let's do this together. And you're you're so motivated, by oh, I want to be around this person. They're so great. They're so smart, and they love that yeah. you're hyping them up. But then all of a sudden. When when something goes wrong with you or they benefit they're like mm, you're dead yeah. to me, bye i don't need you anymore yeah yeah so what when does that is i i guess
3: like is where i'm kind of going with this is like it gets tossed around a lot we hear we hear the terms gaslight manipulation mm-hmm. narcissistic e- egotistical selfish we hear these terms a lot and when, when is there a line where, like you said, somebody, okay, you might you have a few of these traits, but you don't have all of them. Are there a couple of instances perhaps where some girls like I dated a narcissist and you're like, no, nah, he was just an asshole, <laughs> not a narcissist. <laughs> I guess like, that kind is, of will tie in perfectly yeah. into
2: the song we have today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a really good song. Um, we, we, we had lots of options for songs. <laughs> Same as last week where we're like, but we had a really good one today and it's going to be uh, love on the brain by Rihanna. Mm-hmm. So Which we all know is- Rihanna. We all know her dating history. And if you listen to this song, it is very emotional. And, like, if you just really sit there and listen to the lyrics, it's really fucked up. Like, you can tell she's singing about a narcissist, most you're, likely.
0: You're
4: drained by that person because yeah. you're trying to give them so much and all they want to do is take from you and for you to praise them and yeah. you're realizing you're not getting anything from it. Yeah. And so um, what I was kind of talking to Ashley about is that um, when I was doing my practicum hours and not necessarily with me, I didn't have too many couples um, during the time that I was a therapist, but um, I, you know, we, you know, talked among my peers and um Couples, the worst couple to have is a narcissist and someone with borderline personality disorder. And what's so
3: borderline personality disorder?
4: It's very you. It's some people get. It Do I have it?
3: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no,
4: honestly, dude. Like, literally <laughs> reading that
3: shit, I'm like, I'm like
2: me. No,
4: no seriously. Like I, I, read it. and I'm just like, because like I've had my aunt. Like I, you know, I'm very close with my my mom and then her sister, my yeah, dad, who yeah, I've yeah. lived with. And then I'll, I'll talk to them about my dating life and stuff. They're like, you're very. attractive attracted to um very confident men and men that are very intelligent and blah 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 I'm like yeah but they're not that confident I end up finding out they're very insecure and I'm just like oh, am I borderline because I'm attracted to narcissists <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes girl but, um, yeah like I
3: yeah. feel like that's so, that's so me.
4: borderlines <laughs> it's it's kind of similar um in some ways but borderlines are actually are
3: you a narcissist and, and I don't hit up simpinafterdark@gmail.com. after dark at gmail.com
4: yeah <laughs> and I, I I say borderlines but I don't mean to call it it's very I feel like um, more derogatory to say borderlines it's An individual with borderline personality disorder, because that's not all they should be defined as. Right, absolutely. But um, but someone with borderline personality... Thank you for saying that, by the way,
3: Stephanie. Seriously, I mean, I think that more than anything on this podcast we try to use the correct terms we try to be respectful of people yeah
4: and same as say narcissist it's somebody with narcissism doesn't control you it's not who you are as they should be defined as and so yeah same with that and so i'm gonna say borderline personality disorder bpd i'm just gonna use that because it's a lot easier to say and so someone with bpd um they have kind of like narcissism but it's um they're more and they're More thing is fearing abandonment, and so they kind of go well with narcissism. Narcissism because they They idolize each other, right? And they also idolize people that are very charismatic. And so, okay. So
2: earlier when I brought up how I was reading about how like people that have codependency issues fall for narcissists a lot. Uh, would you say then people with BPD are codependent, yes. or are they two separate things?
4: <laughs> it, they they can be codependent because they need somebody to help make they kind of feel empty inside, mm. and um they it fuels them yeah. And so um somebody with narcissism they're so confident they're charismatic and stuff. So it's just like I feel so great being around this person that's so amazing and that they love me. But they um there's a thing called um switching, and so um They, they first idolize them, but once they don't meet their needs, they kind of like flip. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're a piece of shit. So they view things. This is is a person with BPD. There's no one in between. There's there's nothing in between. So like, yeah, exactly. It's just either or flip. It's either you're good or you're bad. And that's all they can see. So when someone's narcissist and they're meeting all their needs and this just and so is that automatically you have BPD if you're like no that? okay no 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 and it's also a fear <laughs> of abandonment <laughs> is um, someone with BPD and then there's also cultural <sighs> issues there's so much to get into but oh yeah um, yeah of course but someone there's levels to this oh, totally. <laughs> like there's criteria don't worry yeah. like you you know not everyone has it but and that's
2: also one thing I wanted to mention I think before um, on our last episode when I was like does a narcissist know they're a narcissist
4: I would, and it, so I was talking to Ash about this. I would say no.
2: Right. Because
4: they, there's. Because that they,
2: lacks, uh, that lacks self-awareness or like self, you need
4: a self-awareness. You need yeah. self-awareness. And I was telling Ash, I was like, most people who are narcissists don't come in to therapy saying, I'm a narcissist. I need help. No.
3: <laughs> well, isn't there that saying that it's like the people who go to therapy, talk to their therapist about people that should be people that should be going to therapy (laughs)
4: yeah and someone who's narcissist it's more of like i want to like no one wants to hear me talk so much about myself so i'm gonna pay this person to be forced to sit and talk with (laughs) Damn. and so they do and then so narcissism is actually one of the um diagnoses that it's pretty much and there's no cure and so, um, so the only well, reason that's why disappointing. See, yeah. So the only reason why you would see a narcissist um, in your practice is like for a, a different reason, or like, oh, my wife said, or uh, you know, it would I be for like couples
3: in. therapy, or it would be for like for sure for For a therapy. reason, and or you for see like
4: the couples, their borderline wife and narcissist. and I don't mean to like um, assume or stereotype, or, yeah. but fifty to seventy-five percent of people who have narcissism are men. Hmm. and then most women who have borderline personality disorder are women
3: you heard it from a fucking doctor okay yes. a she master is a, she is a doctor <sighs> certified and therapist kidding. she's an actual doctor she does surgery <laughs> brain surgeries she has dissected brain she knows it
2: I do I have kidding.
4: dissected brain so oh shit I'm just saying.
2: She seen, <laughs> and she told me when she looked at she male saw versus a- female brains, the <laughs> male brains were just shit. disgusting. <laughs> they were
4: fucking oozing.
2: <laughs>
3: Awful. <laughs> Let's play a clip of this song. All right, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't heard this beautiful piece, and let us introduce uh, it to you. But just a little reminder that we have not heard music from it's Rihanna one of my in almost favorite what, four or five years. Rihanna songs Look ever. Save. Look at that save. Look at that save. Look at that save. <laughs>
2: we all did it had to to. yes (laughs) i think those lyrics are just like perfectly sum up like being with a narcissist for me just like she's like you love when i fall apart so you could put me together and throw me against the wall like holy Uh, shit
4: so Ah. yeah so someone with bpd they fear abandonment but also again they flip so it's just like you're a piece of shit so that puts the narcissist is down and it's just like, oh my gosh, you're talking all this shit on me. Like, you don't make me feel good. And then the person with BPD, they're like, I could get someone better. I'm over you. But at the same time, they're so fearful of abandonment that they end up meeting the narcissist needs. By going back to them. Oh and my, so it was this oh toxic my walks cycle of like meeting each other's needs at sometimes, and then flipping it and then meeting I each I legit other's needs. had
3: a relationship like this. I'm it was scared. it was a legit it was a cycle that I'm not joking happened every two months. It was like a two month fucking cycle with this person. And it was like things would be really fucking good. It, we would hang out a lot and then I I would I would something would happen where he was very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was narcissistic. if he was I don't know if he had narcissism. Yeah okay I don't know if he had narcissism he could have just been again a dick an asshole I don't fucking know maybe he was just selfish okay mm-hmm. but he would like be so wrapped up in what he wanted even though I would be like hey that's not what I want he'd be like sucks for you fucking leave and I'd be like okay fuck this yeah. and then two months later he'd be like hey and then I'd be like hey
4: yeah <laughs> and it, it would just like, repeat wait, it was literally no, every it time praising me and idolizing yeah. me yeah I like you wait I need you to come back to me because I know that you view me as this it was literally and, that he enjoyed yeah. the way and he would literally
3: tell me that he would literally Say, I like hanging out with you because I like the way I feel around you.
4: Yeah, and it's like, no, and I, I like was like, the way oh, you make me feel, yeah, like, oh, you myself. like That's me, and it was
3: like, no, it was like, literally, like, in 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 the moment, I, I'm sure he thought about it of like, oh, I like spending time with you, but I saw it and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like I saw it as a huge red flag because I was like, holy shit, and mm-hmm. and I knew it. But that something point, about
2: it was enticing though. I went back because every time. Narcissists are. Charming. Uh, Very
4: charming. And like, okay, so. so what is it? You meet
2: a narcissist and like they come off normal at first or extra yeah. charming? Well, they, or they like come off
4: normal and charming and it's just like, you're so smart, you're so successful because they, they talk about how successful they are. I mean, like, again, like think back to like American Psycho and he yeah. first intru- like bring people yeah. to his house. Do you want to know what I am? I'm a like you know I work on Wall Street, blah blah. Oh, I yeah. own this and this and this. And, and, he, and was I, totally like yeah. he was totally like that. he was totally like. This like is a car I drive. Yeah, about yourself, and then it's just everything's like me, me, me. me building me. themselves then, up yeah. like
2: I'm God.
4: And then when someone wants to talk about themselves, it's just like you're weak. Like you're you're spilling your feelings to me. You're weak. But is it at first <sighs> they try to make you feel good? Yeah, like, you feel good, and it's just like oh my god. And then but as long as that, but that's where the, the person with BPD comes in because they don't feel so secure about themselves. So they don't even know how to accept that. So all they see is this confident person that they wish they could be. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm around this person that is so confident and they want me and then so Damn. Then this I person legit
2: looking back now more I know you were asking me about this one yeah. X I definitely think it wasn't narcissistic <laughs> yeah and then
4: and then <laughs> the nar- the person with narcissistic personality disorder they're like oh my gosh this person's idolizing me they think so highly of me I want it's them Do you know think more to it's more new. likely
2: to happen with like an older man with a younger woman if oh. it's like a man with like narcissism
4: definitely because it's just you know that more the younger impressionable woman, and again like it doesn't have to be someone with BPD so yes I think a younger woman without experience of you know so much dating and things like that a, a n- narcissistic man he's gonna be like i'm successful i can you know i have security. I have a stable job i have a, I have a home and then yeah. like this younger mm. girl that's just like oh my gosh this guy's gonna take care of so never dated a man like this you know and he's so successful this is what i need yeah. and so you know they they prey on these people that can be so susceptible to f- thinking so much of them but then once that like you know glass shatters And, like, you know, then it's like the balloon pops. Yeah, and people start being like, dude, you're not like that or whatever. Then they're just like, well, fuck you. I don't need to be around you. That's so scary. So,
3: question for you I know you said that there's no cure for Mm -hmm. narcissism what I mean obviously with therapy but like are there cases of people like beating narcissists or overcoming narcissists? like
1: (laughs) are there or is there a success
4: rate like it's gotta be pretty difficult to break (sighs) a lot that I know of honestly even it's funny one of my um, Um,
3: they're motherfucking hopeless aren't they one of
4: my mentors he even said yeah like jokingly I'm narcissistic but then once he after he said that I started kind of like analyzing his behavior (laughs) she was (laughs) psychoanalyzing him as he's talking And, (laughs) and then he started talking about like you know, I was trained under this person and this person, which it was it is a big deal. Like, he did have amazing training, and I'm yeah. lucky to be like trained under yeah. him because you know he has such good training. But I'm just like, What did like a narcissist do that You talk about, like, come on, like, you know, but it's just like, all right,
2: that's like something a narcissist would do though, right? Like, yeah. go out of the way to get training by somebody well known so that they could go and brag, brag about, about, about that, yeah. Because yeah. they would
3: want the best. They yeah, would going want, out of your
2: way to get the hearts. best, bring, yeah. uh, have the best people around you to be like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with so-and-so, this person that's yeah. just a CEO,
4: uh-huh. or, like, they
2: own this, or, like, they know this person, yeah. this and I mean, that. I don't know
4: if you guys – I've had a couple <laughs> times with – and, again, I hate to, you know, stereotype, but it, it has been with guys – where I tell like something, I'm just like, Not oh, surprised. like this and this and this, I'm so excited about it. Or my friends like this and this, I'm so excited for them. And then like, yeah, and then you tell this like long story about how they know this like well off person and this and this. And I'm like expecting it to go to the same like theme of what I was talking about. And my it has friend. nothing to do with it. It had nothing to do with it except for that per- they they knew someone super wealthy and successful. It's just like, okay, how oh, like, is this no. going? And I'm just like, oh, you just want to kind of like one up me with like who you knew.
3: Okay, we've we've talked a little bit about um, narcissism in relationships, um, as far as romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Is there also such thing as narcissism in friendship or yeah, like I mean, parent regardless. family members? Yeah, which oh, is like yeah. sad. Yeah. Narcissistic mother, father.
4: Yeah, it's it's like you know using people around you to benefit you, and so um, so that can go in any relationship, it, any re- work. So that's that's anything. where um, having the diagnosis of actually having narcissistic personality disorder comes to play is that it's affecting multiple parts of your life. And so, you know, maybe family members aren't like wanting to be around you. Um, our friendships you know you're losing friendships because they're just like you're just using me yeah. and you don't actually care about my well-being you're never checking in on me or you're never doing favors that don't benefit so, you yeah and so it's just like what's the point of being your friend and so you're losing so that's maybe why a narcissist may be coming into <laughs> therapy it's just like i just don't have anyone to talk to anymore because like my friends don't really want to be my friend anymore and i feel like talking about myself still yeah <laughs> like, just like not accepting you that like bad
3: cycle, he ended up going to therapy. Like <laughs> Cause he had to pay somebody I'm, to listen I'm to I'm dead serious. Oh, he God. literally ended up going to therapy. And I remember thinking like, okay, good. Like good for you. Fuck therapy. I, I don't need to be going to therapy. Like everyone should go to therapy. I don't think you need to be like having troubles in order to go to therapy. I yeah, think you should, no, it should 100%. be a regular thing. Mm-hmm. So I was super stoked when I found out he went, but then he would just be like, he would say like the most toxic shit the most toxic shit i like i feel like i probably brought this up before but i think he was like uh I'm, my therapist he, said it's your fault <laughs> no he he was like he was all uh i'm all i'm on you know and i want to trigger this is trigger warning because if anybody does really have mental illness we are going to be talking about some things that i don't want people to get triggered um in or as yeah, far Yeah, no, the shit yeah. is gen- like this really is fucked, fucked stuff. up serious um, shit. Said like that dealing with a you- narcissist yes. is fucked. No, it was not. And you have to, I always try to come from a very
1: understanding Traumatic. place.
3: And I always, I never try to judge anyone. I never, like even people that I don't like, I'm never- gonna use like your mental illness your sexuality I'm never gonna your religion your skin I'm never gonna use that shit to talk shit to you because it's just so distasteful that like I wouldn't go there any decent human being like doesn't deserve that but he was on suicide watch he said that he admitted to me that he was on suicide watch and I was Mm -hmm. like holy shit like I you know like let me know if there's anything I can do like I don't you know I've been there I've I've had I've definitely had thoughts like that so I could understand but if you if there's anything I can do to help like let me know And he's, like, no, I just, you know, I need to stay away from, like, drugs, alcohol. Like, I just need to be, like, healthy, be, like, you know, working out, exercising, eating right. And I'm, like, yes, like, these are all things I strive for Mm -hmm. on the daily anyway. So, like, yes, like, like, however, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, oh, literally, like, three days later, he ended up, like, revealing to me that he was, he popped fucking Molly and that he was doing all these drugs. And I was, like, I thought you said you were on suicide watch Mm. and I'm not trying to, like – trigger you or say some shit but if you were like this seems like a relapse or like this seems like some kind of yeah. issue and then he went off on me like don't fucking tell me what to do don't tell me that and i was like whoa
4: whoa, yeah, whoa. You're
2: so putting, you're putting emotionally
3: him, you're manipulative you're putting him down,
4: you're yeah. putting him down quote, unquote, right like, he so took it so personally the problem is is that, and, and yeah. that's where you have to like you know empathize with Mm -hmm. people who have narcissistic personality disorder is that they don't just have they weren't just born that way it's there again i was curated um, i'm more um psychodynamic so i look at childhood and how like your parents treated you and that's how um it affects like you as an adult so um nature and nurture
3: work together yes
4: so narcissistic personality disorder most likely your parents probably put you down and like challenged you or you had to you feel like you felt like you had to prove a lot to your parents to please them and so now, all of a sudden, as adult, you're <laughs> like, I have to be the best. I need to be around the best people to prove that I am worthy of love or yeah. worthy of attention, things like that. So, um, you know, that's where it's just like, okay, like, yeah, like they're hard to deal with, yeah. and it can be difficult. But you have to understand that they're that way for a reason. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And,
2: um, Is there such thing as like a stable relationship, like friendship, between narcissists and other people? Mm, like healthy. Like does it ever work? <laughs> healthy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't honestly. I don't personally know. I
3: can't like if two nar- could two narcissists ever be friends?
2: They'd probably be yeah. <sighs> you think they'll hate each other or like super best friends. <laughs> I don't. I don't, think,
4: work. I don't think as nar- <laughs> two two people with narcissistic personality disorder like I don't think you could be. Around they would each clash, often. right? Yeah. It's like okay, we could get each other. We could g- be around each other. Maybe because it's just like you're using each other you know this people you know these great people it's like right? kind of like that scene in like american Hollywood?
2: psycho <laughs> yeah no people uh, the, the scene in american psycho where they're like look at my business car exactly. <laughs> no look at mine. Exactly. Oh, no, they all that. got the same haircut like yes. trying to yes. wear the same clothes yes. that's what comparing I mean. so that's shit so that's how they would be the friends, most right? bullshit not things
4: with each other because that's horrible if i if i do that then i'm weak i see and again relating to trump so they could have superficial
3: relationships superficial okay yeah
4: but um i mean not
3: real not honest yeah
4: so just to kind of clarify um you would have to have five or more of the following and then there's oh damn um nine total so it's grandiose sense of self-importance Preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, ideal love, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only un- be understood by or associate with other special high status people so that's where you're like i'm the you know with the best people yeah. i know this person Ooh. requires I can think excessive of a few people like yeah, that requires excessive <laughs> admiration has a sense of entitlement e. um is interpersonally e. exploitative um takes advantage of people lacks empathy is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her
2: i feel like those last ones are like the most like prevalent prevalent ones.
4: yeah and then shows arrogant uh haughty behaviors or attitudes. So it's just. Um, does it say hottie? Yeah. Like hottie?
3: A, like a hottie? H O T T I E? No. Oh, h a u g h t. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Hottie. Like, hottie, like Meg the Stallion? Hot
4: girl Oh, shit. So, I mean, it's just. Like. Ultimately, like, you had to have all of those. And I, I for sure know some people or family members that have this. I wouldn't call them out, obviously. I but it's just, it's very sad the way that they cut people off quickly when you point out, like, this was messed up. You shouldn't have done that. And it's just like fuck You and it's instantly just like I'm cutting you off, and then it takes it's like a lot you for can't you even. To, you like it's just like, no, so it's even
2: impossible to like develop that
4: relationship. No, unless you're, the, you're the empathetic person that's just like, you're just you always giving. I know that they're this way, or they're my family members. So I know that I need to like say, like I know that I need to make the men's with them. You know? Most
3: moms, let's yeah. let's talk about moms. I love moms, and most moms are lit like mothers of this world are the most giving, nurturing. Supporting human beings, possible. I mean, they they literally birth small creatures. It's fucking insane, you know. But I and, and and I'm not talking about anybody's mom specific, but I know that there is a lot of pressure coming from moms, yeah. especially at being a female. And mm-hmm. if you grow up in any type of cultural culturally influenced household, you probably have even more pressure from your mom to, to act a certain way, be a certain way and do certain things, especially if it's a female on female. And, um, why? I mean, I guess you don't have the fucking answers, but maybe you can help me kind of wrap my brain around it. Why is it that moms are so quick to fucking forgive, like, men, their sons? Like, why is it that, like, me, if I go and do something, my mom is, like, genuinely disappointed in me? And, like, if my brother doesn't, like come home for Hanukkah she's like it's okay there's always next year like what
4: I think that's just more of like a social issue is okay that in any cultural thing men are thought of so highly that you're able to forgive men for so- it's just like boys will be boys yeah. and that kind of saying like that trash, it's just like but trash, women, if that's your mentality women you can't stop. like you need to be looked at yeah. in this like uh, more innocent more respectable way and if you break that then it's just like What's wrong with you? And does that have
3: to do with like um, personal borderline personality at all? Like okay. as a mom, like female male counterpart? It
4: depends because again, um, I actually uh, I had a client who um, my my um, supervisor was like she has borderline personality disorder, but she also was from a different country. And oh. so again, mm. you have, you can look in the DSM and there's cultural factors and it's just like, if it this matters. person is from a different country and da, 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 then you need to consider this and this and this. So there's always cultural issues and we're looking at American standards yeah. of, um, you know, how people should behave and things like that. So that's mm. what you always need to consider when you're diagnosing someone. That's why I really don't like to diagnose people. And I just more like to help them and see like what they're specifically looking for and how to heal themselves. Yeah. Because... If I just label you, then you're going to just follow that label and you you can look up, oh, tendencies of this person. Or if it's like you're maybe
2: one requirement short of a thing, then it's like, well, you don't need to be treated. Yeah. But it's like you still are showing all these other things. Yeah. I think that I don't need
3: treatment. Yeah. Everybody, especially in this world, kind of wants a black and white answer, right? We always want like, okay, well, what's the issue? Here's the solution. Yeah. And it's like a lot of things, especially with medicine. I am. almost baffled sometimes about the shit that they try to hold over doctors heads I'm like that shit depends on like so many things yeah you can't just like put an umbrella you know so I really feel like we have to as a society kind of get used to the fact that like it's not like a one term fits all or one size fits all So much great area you know and you have to find it's like a diet plan no diet is good for each person you need to find something that works for you and fits yours which I I like that you you work towards I think finding what's best for each person because you know you can't
4: be saying that shit especially with minority cultures especially mm. with people that aren't from america this is american standards from the dsm and it's just you have to really consider cultural things of what is acceptable like there's even actually specific cultural diagnoses from um, japanese people i'm not gonna be able to remember what certain ones are called or like there's like a hispanic like they call it hispanic panic Um, of Uh. women that, like, you know, they call 911, and they're in this huge panic and stuff like that. But um, it's specific to very, like... Only to Hispanic women, wow. and so you is have it kind of racist? No, it's it's. I feel like the term is, is it's cultural, racist, but it is cultural and it's common, so you can't take it so seriously. Basically, mm-hmm. so it is just being like cautious of like, okay, this is how they tend to react in these situations, and you can't take but it. Do so you think that kind of could be kind of racist, kind of like in well, the I, same
2: way in like the medical industry, how like sometimes Black women aren't taken seriously because it's like oh, I, you know? Yes, do you think I it think could kind of be with that same thing with like Hispanic panic, where like if it's a there's like oh, it's a fucking hispanic bitch like she's just being no. fucking crazy oh, it's no, cultural I, like yeah. don't take it that
3: seriously and I, actually it could be serious
4: no i agree with that 100 yeah. percent. yes I, that is a definite possibility Well, and,
3: and that's why we always want to encourage that if you ever do go see any type of doctor a therapist try to find somebody who is culturally similar to
0: you yeah. not not
4: or at least culturally educated exactly so and then instead that of way just taking it just like well this is what I know and I'm yeah. just gonna yeah. diagnose you with definitely, this. Definitely no, I had
5: I had
3: a I had a I had a black friend who he was like I need a black therapist. Yeah and he was like I actually thoroughly encourage it because I'm talking to someone who's dealing with things that can understand my perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I was like that's yeah. so important to yeah. feel like to feel understood and not just not like, not to just like, okay, I comprehend this, but to feel relatable and to 100%. feel like it's so, it's so important. It's yeah. so important to feel that. So yeah, it's like empathy out to versus sympathy. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. And, and so it, I think that is really important that if you are Japanese or uh, Hispanic or black, or if you do like. A, a, a lot of my like religion is very important to me, and I think that that's something I would probably seek someone who has a. a my religion is kind of like an ethno religion. It kind of has a little bit of cultural um uh, spice added to yeah. it as well. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't want, but that would be a big thing. Like for me, like I, it would be I would have to see like a Middle Eastern therapist because if some like fucking white Jew was like. Oh, I'd be like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. we, I wouldn't be no. able to connect with that person, yeah. you know? So, yeah.
2: skin color and like your views. Or just it's like yeah, the, yeah, that culturally, thing, you posted, culturally. The other thing, Stephanie on Instagram. I watched the whole thing with oh, well, like those I'm two sorry. girls. It was, yeah. yeah, I'm super interested and, and intrigued and, and things like too. that. Yeah. Oh,
1: dude, that yeah. was such a good one. It's
2: so, it's so important to me and just like interesting and eye opening about just yeah. like what, like, even if you're. Like, Hispanic, and, like, you have white skin, and, like, you're leading a white you life, and that's, like yeah, that's still privileged. You can't be, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, a Mexican, but, and think, like, you have the same oppression as, like, yeah a dark-skinned Mexican person as like or a white girl Mexican Arts like don't
4: even have the privilege of someone yeah. asking you what are you what well, are you yeah like the whole like black, ambiguous black. thing
2: yeah like, like nobody asks ask. black people like what are you yeah. or, like a dark-skinned Mexican person they're yeah. just like oh you Mexican it's like
4: <laughs> I have people at the hospital all the time like where they're just like um uh I, you know there's someone on the phone can you can you uh, speak Spanish I'm just like no <laughs> like, yeah but thanks for assuming because of my skin color <laughs>
2: yeah like yeah, yeah no. totally know. Yeah, yeah. stop assuming like at the end of the day you could be this this or that yeah it's it's culturally different than other things. But if your skin color is white versus the darker skin people in
3: like that culture, you're leading a completely different life. You have a completely different understanding of life. Everybody fucking knows that because you know that that shit gets talked about in your family and everybody who knows knows if you know, you know, it's always like the lighter skin ones
2: that are like the cutest Mm -hmm. ones Mm -hmm. and that shit. Yeah. It doesn't click until you, actually
3: learn about it and yeah. it, you yeah. go your whole life and, without learning about it. Also, you're that for someone else. Yep. So like, realize that like if you were, oh let's just say you had a cousin who was lighter and everyone was like oh my god blah blah, blah 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 we made a big deal about it and then you go out and you're with friends who feel like they're darker they're having identity and you're crisis. like i got it and you're like yeah oh my god those white people fuck them they're looking at you like fuck you you're you fucking, fucking white what too about. so it's like realize that you are that for somebody else and so yeah. we want to we want to continue to be allies we don't want to be people who are like causing okay. fucking issues like so it this is a point where you would want to not be a narcissist and you would want yeah. to self-assess and realize.
2: Yeah, and it's listen so to hard people. for people with
4: uh, narcissism to, to self-assess and to understand, like, where they relate.
2: To and not center people. themselves. Yeah,
4: it's always, it's, it is commonly where they're centering themselves. Do
3: you know, like, a, how narcissism got discovered or, like, when, mm-hmm. like... When did that, you, who, was it like 1406 and some motherfucker was like, okay, what, what do I want to call this asshole? Christopher Columbus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. Perfect. I don't know Napoleon. that. Napoleon. Um, it's interesting because. <laughs> when, you know,
3: when was, like, do you know about like, I mean, I know, I feel like what, psychol- psychology kind of made a big like leap in the 1900s, right? Like we kind of really started really assessing people. Yeah. Psych-
4: I mean, I would even say like earlier Earlier than than that. That? But the thing is, is that um, we still in this psychology field, we still have so much work to do because Mm. most of the theorists are white, white, older males that are, you know, um, even Freud, you know, he said these women had hysteria and that was like how the first vibrator was made was that you need to give a woman, uh, orgasm orgasm in order to stop her hysteria. Which
3: I, I heard.
2: Isn't that what they say about men though? Like
4: men are such
3: dogs that they're like so enraged with sex that they need to have sex in order to like think straight.
4: Um, I mean, Probably, like, felt like, yes, like, like in so the technology field, it was just like <laughs> women are going through. It, but with the
2: vibrated thing, like what I heard was like first they used to just like manually, like finger no, women or do shit and then like they got tired of doing it because it takes a while for some women so that's yeah. when they invented the vibrator
4: yeah well and those
3: motherfuckers th- fuck themselves <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: and then it was also the claim that <laughs> women crazy. are like th- it was that there is no way that all these women have been raped or have been sexually abused. (laughs) So um, they must be hysterical. So like, so they were using that against, I mean, again, again, like going against the victim versus believing the victim. And so it was just like, um,
3: so once again, narcissism was created by fucking men. (laughs)
4: Older white men specifically, and so many theorists are older white men. So it is what it is. It's really awesome that um, I, you know, know like a lot of, you know, People in my cohort, especially women, um, they're you know more seeking all these things and um, finding other people that you know they're like sharing that are like Hispanic, Asian, um, Black, and it's just so amazing for me. Hell to yeah! See this and growth. you're part of that, bro. Yeah. And uh, you know even LGBT, that's what yes. I want to specialize in, and so it's just really cool mm-hmm. to um, that there's this spread that's happening right yes. now. Uh, but it definitely was mostly older white males, which sucks. Well, you know
3: what so then like that's why we like to do podcasts like this is so that we can inform our listeners about these things because i think it's so very often we've grown up like a lot of this information and you went to school for this shit. this information that me and and ashley is strictly based off of our personal experience which tells me that everyday women are dealing with these types of problems issues questions whether or not they're right, they're wrong. If they're um, dealing with somebody with a mental, like I feel like every day people go through this, mm-hmm. and it's really important to address, especially when you're a young woman growing growing up in society where you're being looked at for everything that you do, everything you say, everything you wear. And you're being gaslit. Yes.
4: So um, so it's then, important to talk about these things yeah. so you can decipher the yeah. difference. And of, again, you know, I I work at a mental hospital. Um, I think the max amount of boys that we've had was like. 13 and we are at full capacity at 43. So it's oh, wow. mostly women Damn, wow. and it's mostly LGBT. Wow. And so it's just like, why are. This, why is this population being affected the most? Mm. What, as a society, are we doing that yes. is affecting this population? I think maybe it has right.
2: to do with the fact that majority of narcissists are men. So it's like men are fucking making women and go crazy. They have yeah. the,
4: it's the men that are in power, and that is what determines the way that We live it under a patriarchy at, at the end of the day. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. So because, I mean,
4: if somebody's in
3: charge, and they're in charge of... Everybody knows money is power. And they're the power in is of money. judging.
2: Presidentially, wrong, politically... Financially, Society, yeah. everything yep. is like men are in power, yeah. and if it's like we have all this mental illness yeah. and women being affected Having at a higher daddy rate
4: issues because of the male. Yeah, and
2: it's like people are like, "Oh, this she has daddy issues, all these daddy issues," but it's like well, you look her- down on the woman, but it's like. Who is causing the daddy issues? The daddy? You mean men? Maybe her dad was a narcissist. But like even like when you hear daddy issues it's like put on the woman. Of
3: course. Versus looking at like it's the dad. Like as if you had any control about who's your father you don't have any control why are they they blaming women for
2: daddy issues bro uh
3: there's a do better there's a great line on veep and uh she says if men had to get abortions there would be abortion clinics like in vending machines oh fuck yeah yeah.
2: it's it's fucking true bro uh, there's like that like thing about how like women can only get pregnant so many times a year you know men could walk around (laughs) impregnating pregnant impregnating people twice a day probably more forever yeah. women can yeah. literally only be pregnant once a year so Usually yeah. twice depending we on you snip know their penises the off yeah <laughs> but why is this all birth control kidding, geared towards women yeah. like it just makes no sense and yeah. then we got men out here making rules about you can't get abortions but it's like you're fucking stupid as jizz that <laughs> slipped into the pussy so fuck or you. or
3: yeah. they're only their wives can get abortions nobody yeah them, so it's totally Ugh. fine but you know they do say that women are actually morally uh, more um fair than men we're more morally and ethically more fair than men so i was like wow don't you think that the more morally and ethically fair person should be fucking in charge
5: Duh. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road
3: get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or
1: download the app today what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one in the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit gocoastguard.com to learn more.
4: Crazy. I don't know. We periods. We're emotional. we
2: like women can't be in charge because they're too emotional they'd be starting all the wars yeah all the wars have
3: been started by men look i'm sorry man all you all you fine ass men out there i know you're listening it's okay i know you i know you kind of like it when we talk shit about you guys and it's cool (laughs) we're talking shit right
2: now unless you're a narcissist if you're feeling really attacked it's because you're probably a narcissist so get yourself (laughs) checked go to therapy you know to To talk more about yourself statistically it's
3: incurable but you know go prove us wrong (laughs) i'm just saying like look if you want to come on the podcast which again I keep hearing people keep telling me I keep asking hey you should be on the podcast to, to men and they're like I don't want to I'm scared and I don't want to be on there Aww. I'm gonna get attacked you don't mm. want us to hurt your ego we're, look we're so respectful of Stephanie we're not attacking her like we let people talk we're gonna let you say your opinion the other day it's not gonna uh, get as bad as like Vic calls me out yeah. she yelled at me for being a ghoster <laughs> like it happens
2: like we're gonna call each other just, out for
3: being dumb bitches but she, I, I think I posted uh, uh, a <laughs> Black and white freeway with a song. And she immediately was like, Are you fucking how simpy are you? Are you fuck we just got done recording the podcast and you're gonna simp some more on Instagram? I was like, simp. So I was like, here at the Simp and After Dark podcast, we do nothing but call people out. But it's it's good. I think like Jaden Smith was uh he someone talked about an initiative about how he wants to talk. Uh, how to teach people how to have constructive arguments and constructive awesome. debates. Yeah. Because, so important. yeah, you should be able to like check someone and it not be argument. That's why?
4: Grow. Yeah.
3: Like why would, why do you want to argue if you're like, hey, I don't like what you did. Great. Now we got to whole, start a whole ass argument. No, let's just go. How can we fix it? This what is, is the a solution? This perfect time. Right. To be constructive. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, I think we need to play another clip. <laughs> and- to buy you I don't
2: even know
4: are
2: there key are these the keys? I don't even
4: fucking know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hit it, Ashley. You got me <laughs> if you didn't know already, Ashley got the vocals, yeah, she so she got the vocals a on stuff. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect
2: time. Let's take a break.
3: You will never, yeah. We're taking a uh, little break. We'll
2: hop into the lyrics when we get back and talk about a lot more interesting things, more personal experiences, all that good stuff. So uh, go refill your drink and do what you got to do,
3: and uh, we'll catch you in a sec. Don't poop though, because that's going to take too long. Yeah, just wait. <laughs>
2: Welcome back. Uh, we just uh, had you guys go refill your shit, so I hope you are buzzing as fuck now, because this is a serious topic, guys. Narcissism, and we picked Brianna's "Love on the Brain," and we are about to get into these lyrics.
3: Yeah, and uh, as uh, Ashley's pulling those up, uh, we just want to give a shout out to a Wild Seven Studios out here in ooh, downtown, ooh, Los Al- downtown Los Angeles. Downtown Los Angeles. I don't know why I all of a sudden got a little bit of twang to it. <laughs> But you know, maybe my little drink be me. <laughs> so uh, what, what do we got with the lyrics, Ashley? So we start off. She says, and you got me like, oh,
2: what you want from me? And I tried to buy your pretty heart, but the price too high. But you got me like, oh, you love when I fall apart so you can put me together and throw me against the wall. Fuck.
3: Yeah. So, so. how does that how does that relate to narcissism, Stephanie? Like, it's, Jesus
4: Christ. It's that, like, I need you, mm. and that that person is, like, still there, even though they're falling apart, that it's just, like, it builds them up, that yeah. it's just, like, you value me so much, and that you're still <sighs> That coming, it's worth it. Yeah, it's coming back to me. So, like, um, even though, um, you know, maybe Rihanna may devalue this person at one point, um, they see that they're feeling weak. And that they're hurting because of them. And then so it's just like, oh, it's okay. And then you see them, oh, my gosh, like, you're so amazing. And I, like, value you again and all this stuff. And, like, you're a, a good piece person. Of cycle. And so Sad. It, it gives them the, like, ego and everything that they need. And so it's just this cycle that continues again and again yeah. where, you know, they're just um, – you know, thought of as amazing by this person, and it just here on. on um the genius annotations, like the genius website.
2: Uh, there's a contribution by Anna Osiron, mm-hmm. and uh, it talks about she says, uh, Rihanna speaks about how her relationship in violent terms, a rhetorical device she uses in songs like Woo and Love the Way You Lie. It says her partner wants to take control over her suffering and exert his own dominance over her, whether sexually, physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. So then it says she continues to conflate violence with love. I kind of lost the thing, but you guys kind of get the whole gist of it.
3: So um, how
2: violence and love throughout love on the brain, the love she feels beats her black and blue and she's fist fighting with fire just to get close to her partner.
3: So how does, um, how does narcissism in a relationship, how can it break a person down?
4: It makes the per other person, if they're not hyping the other person up, again, that the person that has narcissism, they start to devalue that other person because if they're starting to feel weak, then they're going to make the other person feel even lesser
3: can that lead to physical violence?
4: Oh, yeah. And um I also want to say people that um have narcissistic personality disorder um they do have a high rate of um alcohol uh substance use. Oh. And um also suicide rate, high suicide rate. And same with people with um BPD. Um they have a very high suicide rate. And wow. so and really? then the issue is that um some people with BPD they like to threaten um like i'm going to kill myself if you don't do this i'm going to do this and they also threaten their therapist um, oh my god I, oh well if you don't if you don't take my call like i'm feeling crappy and i want to talk to my therapist okay well you know we have our appointment at this time well if you don't do it i'm going to just kill myself and that's just them abusing boundaries in exactly. another that's, relationship that's the issue is that a lot of um, so with personality up. disorders a lot of boundaries are crossed all the time And so you have to set those Mm. firm boundaries because they're not actually, I mean, sometimes they obviously They're trying. They're trying. But they're trying to push, 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 push. And so you have to be very firm from the get-go of your boundaries um, with your partner. Yeah. If someone has narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder, you have to be very firm with your boundaries because once you cross that, then it becomes an issue because they keep pushing, how much further can I go? How much further can I go? So
3: that can that, (coughs) excuse me, can that ultimately lead? Uh, oh, no,pe I don't know where that question went. It left my mind. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> literally disappeared. If anyone has seen, um, I always, I always reference this. What's the movie, Ashley? I know you know it with the five set, five senses: joy, and sadness. Um, it's a Pixar movie.
2: Um, inside out? Inside, like out inside out that
3: train that just disappears <laughs> that's literally <laughs> oh what no, just my fucking happened to me right now holy shit i don't it's know where that went
2: it'll come back though uh, it'll come it back up somewhere that reminds um, me of a yeah. bobby the wild sevens in-house uh cinematographer yes oh, was oh, was bobby ta- drugs no it's not, bobby <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not bobby Bobby. <laughs> hopefully bobby smota bobby Schmerda bitch <laughs> okay yeah that's uh, who that's you who heard baby. it right here <laughs> anyway so uh bobby he was talking about like when you're like on he was like his recommendation if you're like on shrooms or acid he was like if you have a thought that escapes you just let it go don't try to chase it because yeah, no. that could end up bad if you keep trying to chase oh, like a thought like if you're like high as fuck off, that's some life lessons, And you're like, right? you think of something, and you're like, what was it? And then you end up just in a horrible like thing in your brain, where you're like chasing downward a thought. spiral. It's like, just let yeah. it go. And like what he said was like, uh, as soon as you let it go, it'll come back to you. So it'll always
3: come back. Soon, I mean, my soon. Always just leave.
2: let it go. So your
3: thought will come back, <laughs> I'm Victoria. Sure I'm sure it will. Um, um, but I know that Rihanna has had, um, and again, this might be triggering for some people, so I want to make sure that we give some kind of warning because. Uh, Rihanna obviously has physical abuse yeah she has a past with physical violence and that is something that I think that I I I would like to talk about is people using I mean we all know that in narcissism people use things to get like they manipulate people to get what they want
4: in a very charming way where you don't realize that it's happening
3: so but how do you deal with somebody who's using mental illness as a scapegoat for their behavior how do you combat that because how because let's be honest when you when someone a mental illness when someone brings up mental illness a lot of the times it's a it's a dead stop right it's a don't touch that it's a you can't say anything there's no there's it's there's no black and white there's not a test that's positive or negative it's more of like a um a spectrum. So when somebody says, "Well, I'm mentally ill, I'm suicidal." That's why I'm a f- because I've come across a lot of narcissists who use mental illness mm-hmm. as a scapegoat for their behavior. And if you mm-hmm. try to push back on them or question them or push them, they automatically attack you. Or attacking their mental illness, it's like it's like a person. It becomes a personal attack. It's a cop out, right? It's a scapegoat, absolutely. And
4: again, uh, you know, I see this happen a lot. Where it, yeah, it is used, and then but it's to make you feel guilty, Mm. and so you can't help people's actions unless you said. I mean, even if you said, "I don't care, kill yourself," you know, it's their choice to kill themselves. It is. It It has nothing to do with you. I mean, yes, you're. You're horrible for saying that to somebody. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're saying, oh, like you're triggering this and it's just a mental illness or like, oh, I did this because I'm depressed and you just don't understand that. You can't make someone feel guilty or like, oh, I'm going to kill myself if you don't get back with me or if you don't call me back. Yeah, that is a manipulative crazy. in itself. And that is not the way that mental you know, disorders or, you know, things like that should be used. And so that's where you have to think for yourself and just like, OK, how are they benefiting from me and is it just me putting in all this effort for them but they're not actually growing from it Mm. and so maybe i need to step back and again assert my boundaries yeah okay ultimately you're making me feel worse and even though i'm trying to help you i'm not actually helping you so i need to take a step back and like i wish you the best and i don't want you to hurt yourself but Mm. ultimately i can't do anything about that and so you just have to be firm again firm and be direct and um, step away yeah. because like they can't keep threatening you to make you feel guilty and trap you. Um, yeah, just because they need your attention. So you would say I, uh,
3: we're, we're working towards the best remedy in dealing with the narcissist is to usually back off.
4: Yeah, is to usually just back away and, and set they, boundaries they for yourself don't. and stick to them many times again it's one of the most uh, like uncurable yeah. diagnoses and so you can't just keep trying to fix them you yeah. can't keep pointing out that oh you're a narcissist like they don't think that they're a narcissist so it's like, not gonna would a narcissist ever say sorry yeah
1: no, because kind of what not I was reading.
4: Full, so they have grandiose ideas about them and yeah. so they're almost perfect. And if they're not perfect and if you point out their perfection in, in, uh, in perfection. if you point out Would their Would they use it in a
2: manipulative way though? Like maybe to get someone back?
3: Yeah. So, they would be yeah. okay with saying sorry in order to get a person to maybe come back to do what they want. Like, if
2: someone's like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And they're like, oh, shit. Let me just well, say look, sorry. But it's yeah. never
4: even going it's it's to be the it's apology that you want. It. Yeah. It's all about how to help them. Yeah. It's never to mend things or, I feel bad for doing this to this yeah. person. I'm going to say sorry. Yeah. It's,
2: it's more like, damn, they're really going to leave me this time. So, let me just fucking ex- say sorry to exactly. make sure they don't leave. But I'm not exactly. actually sorry. And i wasn't going to say sorry until they yeah. threatened to leave no yeah.
3: and that's how it was with that dude that i was messing with i've been every there. every time we would get and and i'm i'm pretty logical and especially when i argue like mm, it's gonna be pretty difficult to argue with me because if you're gonna be like well because i that's what i want to do i'm gonna be like well that's disrespectful and you're a bitch. And like and we don't need to be talking like that we're grown adults so like I found very much so a lot of the times he'd just be like, "Okay, well, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And it would be like a dissatisfied. I don't know if you've ever were like they were going really hard for one thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, like, never mind. You're right. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. It's like, what? Like you were just going so hard for this thing and all of the motherfucking sudden you're sorry. What? That makes no sense.
3: And you could tell it was just satisfying to end the end the argument. To end the, the, the fight because he did not like to fight. He did not. And I was like, oh, no, we got to yeah. talk about this. And that's not like, fun. No, it's not no, fun no. for them.
4: Yeah. yeah. So he would it's just not serving like, them anymore. And if you're ready, again, if you're ready to leave that person and they realize, like, yeah. oh, like, you don't value me the same anymore. Yeah. You're going to leave me. Then it's like, oh, okay. Well, I need you just to, like, start valuing me yeah. again. So then it's, again, that manipulation to get you to, like, view them high and totally. High again. Totally. And then they feel satisfied. Yeah. But it's this cycle that is just like, okay, I need to keep, you know, getting my needs met. Yeah. All my needs met. Whether it's friend, you know, coworker, totally. whatever. Yeah. And it was a cycle.
3: And that's something that I noticed is that it was repetitive. It would be like
4: okay we're not gonna
3: hang out whatever fuck you okay yeah fuck you and then be like hey what's up I'm like okay what's up you still gonna act like this no okay and then he started acting like that and then I'd be like okay well here we are back again all right here put we you go eyes. again and then it was just like and then at one point I was just like fuck this this is dumb you do the same shit every time and I'm <laughs> yeah. fucking over now this what are you like out of it? Good, nothing. For you. Yeah, good
2: for you good for you for like realizing hard,
3: though yeah, no, because I've been there, too, where, yeah.
2: like, you continue to realize it, and you continue to still keep getting sucked in Yes, over it and over, and it's so hard. It feels like a fucking magic spell, where no, it's, literally. like, you're, like, outside your body, and you're, like, why do I keep falling for this? Yeah. It's clear it's been such a long time of this going over and over, yes. and it's not getting better. Like, why am I still... Falling for this and hoping for yes. it to get yeah. better. I think
3: that is the best way to put it. It feels yeah. like an out-of-body experience. It feels like part of you is like, ma'am. Like you're not in you all your
2: right senses. This. Yeah. No one yeah. can
4: convince you otherwise because they're so charming that yeah. it's just like, well, you just don't understand. Like, you just don't see this side of him. Or, you know, you just don't see whatever. Yeah, and I yes. think you keep trying to rationalize it. Yeah. Although I think you probably know yeah. You oh, still yeah. Deep keep down,
3: rationalizing it to yourself yeah.
5: somehow. until you're sick,
3: until you believe it, because that's what you want, and that's why, like, the power of your brain, the power of what you want, placebo effect, bro. That shit works. Yeah. Like, you're literally convincing yourself, like, it's fine. This time he'll change and it will be different. Then party was like, no, he won't. And you're yeah. like, he will. And just will. like how
4: you guys have talked about before. And about then to red add, flags, add gifts and to add things. Yes. And it's just like I need to see those red flags for like what they are, mm-hmm. and I need to stop trying to like prove myself wrong about those red yeah. flags. Yeah. Like you need, you know,
3: I, I always joke because there's like that saying like never talk shit about your significant other in front of your family, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you it's know, too, no going back. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then you do your also. Yeah, they will always remember that one time that your man never fucking opened the car door for you, and they'll just <laughs> be like, "You fucking piece of shit." And you're like, "He's opened every car door four times before." Like, yeah, but it's like I do think that what that is is it's a reflection, right? It's like a reflection. It's like when you're like, "It's things are good," and they're like, "Is it?" You're like, "You fucking piece <laughs> of shit." Chef. I think you could tell when yeah. people are are finally genuine, just
2: kind of like. We're going to let her figure it out. Right. Like, Aww. we know. She's cute. She's cute. <laughs> oh. She'll figure it out, though. She's smart. Like, she she's knows fine. this is fucking <laughs> unhealthy. Ugh. This is toxic. But she's going to figure it out. There's nothing you can say to somebody. No, because nothing. The thing I is want with you guys to tell me.
4: <laughs> Bro. <laughs>
3: Straight
2: up. I
4: feel like after things, I like, because, you know, I'm such, like, an analyzer. And, and then, that's like, the thing. You guys will be like, yeah, Steph. I know. I'm like, bitch, what?
2: <laughs> bitch that's the thing was like you that can't. i want to emphasize right fucking now is you could be the smartest fucking bitch alive <laughs> yep you could be a fucking doctor IQ master through the roof <laughs> you could be so smart the thing with narcissists the Don't thing with you. anything any type of fucked up psychological thing anyone could fall for it You could be so smart. Mm -hmm. You're not immune. No. You're not. You could be a psychologist and fall for a narcissist. because
4: Especially, like, with me, I'll be like, I'm overanalyzing this, and I'm a piece of shit for thinking this of them, because I'm probably just, like, really, like, putting them down, but it's just in my head. Because at the end of the day,
2: everything is just... And then (laughs) then it turns out... (laughs) Trust your intuition. <laughs> at the end of the, the day, point. everything is just analyzing things. So yeah. you you're like, am I over analyzing? Am, am I under analyzing? Yeah, yeah. So it's just you question yourself. Yeah. But
3: and and that's why it's so important to talk about because the more you talk about right, the more we like break down the wall of like, am I, am I, am I? And someone's like, dude, you're not. Shut the fuck up. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> like we kind of like break down the stigma. So yeah. that's why I think it's so important to say like if you have these attributes or even if you're dealing, like you could be in a relationship with someone who's narcissistic and you're like, Oh my God. Okay. This is fucked up. The simping after dark girls are like, that's it. Dump his ass. Fuck him. And I can't, I keep going
1: back. (laughs) No, no, not that easy. We We are here right now with you.
3: I have been, I see my mom has seen me walking out with an overnight bag and she's like, bitch, weren't you just crying about him last night? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, where are you so going uh, with who? Are you, that are that, are you that guy? <laughs> and I'm like, and, I'm, and, and I don't even make eye contact. So I'm just be like, I'll be back. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I guess at the all point.
2: <laughs> I guess at the point where like friends and family Dude, are just like, you
3: know, you know,
2: still, yeah,
3: yeah, okay, all
2: right. Do you, baby? You call Do me. You. you call me tomorrow morning because you're gonna be like,
4: yeah, It's like, so how's it going?
2: And it's just like, it's good.
3: The high pitch, that's good. I was like, I was like laughing because Loki, when I was fucking with this dude, I would be like on and off with him and like Ashley, Alexa. I feel like everyone'd be like, So, how are things? And I'd be like, Shut the fuck up. And then two minutes later, I'd be like, You know, <laughs> it's like he like took me somewhere, like we went out on a zine Lincoln. Like, and, and these bitches would be like, You stupid like bitch. Like Victoria every time. had
2: told us some fucked up stories where I'd be like, Damn, bitch, for real. Like, you deserve so much better, but we're not going to make you feel bad. We're going to let you figure it out. And she did. Yeah. So, eventually, Eventually, yeah. It takes a while, but you have to. These things, sometimes you just have to let people do it on their own. Like, you can't force someone out of this relationship or force someone to see things. Like, it. your hitting rock bottom sometimes. All you have to do is be there for them. You have to
4: recognize it first. And once your friend says, you know, I don't think that this is going on. and I think I'm being treated like shit, then you can find like, okay like you know why do you think that like you know okay I can. you're see such that. a therapist why do you think that i'd be like i agree fucking. and i'd be like fucking. Yeah. i've been waiting for you but to just say so, this just so that you could get that perspective yeah. because once like you know once they can admit yeah. that it's going on but if they're just like oh, i'm so hurt da, 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 and i don't understand then it's just like you can't be like dump him because they're gonna be like no he's so great he's so don't great. do it
3: let me tell you it's gonna it's gonna make you end up at the pastor table at your ex <sighs> best friend's wedding don't yeah. do it trust yeah. me you're not going just be
2: there for them like don't to do them and tell them what to yes. do yeah. don't yeah. make them feel fucking stupid for falling yeah. into the trap over and over cause then you're just gonna be like at the <laughs> you're it is gonna also get kicked to the curb they're gonna pick the narcissist over gonna, you bro. and they're not gonna
4: end up telling you when they're going they're gonna feel like I have nobody to go to because everybody just wants yeah, they're not to gonna not gonna with you anyway yeah. Yeah. so I'm just gonna keep it to myself and then they're gonna feel like shit and keep like isolated and that's up.
3: exactly what narcissists want
2: to isolate
4: the victim. can we
3: also talk about though how emotionally exhausting it is to have a friend who is dealing with a cycle of a narcissist I'm not saying that like at the end of the day yeah you do have every right to support your friend Yeah, but if you you are being to the point where you are like exhausted or emotionally exhausted physically maybe your friend's calling you every night at two o'clock in the morning or it's just like your friend never calls you but only to vent about this person then i mean obviously you got to set boundaries there's you yeah, know it's not like boundaries are important yeah in friendships too exactly exactly yeah. so this is a reminder that also to while you should support your friend um you should yeah. also set boundaries with yeah, everyone even if have. shit's
2: fucking with you it's also fucking with your friend that you're coming to every night crying about your fucking abusive narcissistic when, egotistical fucking boyfriend yeah. whatever like that's still fucking with your friend so like stop ask them you don't know what they're going through stop
3: like, what, what were those text messages saying a while back it was like i'm not in a place to respond bitch <laughs> i was dying when it was like
2: oh but it's God. kind
3: of true like like I'm it sorry. was so gross though example yeah it
2: was like uh, for all the people that need to set boundaries with the friends you need to let them know like i don't know if in a I'm i don't, don't know, know if place. i'm in a place right now that I could handle your thing. But please have a message after the time. Like something Something like that where it was like, that's not something you can say (laughs) to your friend bitch. That's something you say to like a coworker.
3: Yeah. The fuck. But also I think it is, it's really important to, I mean, I think just set boundaries with everybody and, and realize that someone once told me that if you really care about the people around you, you will take the best care of yourself yeah yes and that was like some of the best advice that i think i've ever gotten because it's true I, I think i was i came to them and i was like you know i'm really worried about my brother my mom and they were like if you want the best thing you can do for yourself, take care of yourself Is take bitch. care of yourself because then you're alleviating the pressure of them worrying about you yeah then you're alleviating the pressure of your family like well i'm worried about you if i'm worried about you you're worried about me what the fuck do we do we're both worried about each other but if i'm uh, okay i'm worried about you but you know what I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna be good, and make sure I'm good and then you make sure you're good then we're in a place where we're both happy and if you can't do that because you're worried about another narcissist or maybe your friend is dealing with a narcissist and you you just started a new job and you're working 40 hours a week you don't really have time to sit and vent and although you care about that person you do have a life to live and you do have things that you deserve to like contribute to and and put in time and effort to so it's it's like it's really tricky because sometimes it can be difficult. It's not an easy navigation, no, it's difficult. And
4: but I think that that's ultimately in any relationship, regardless family, friend, mm. uh you know, intimate, yeah, um, mm-hmm. is knowing your boundaries and being able to feel confident and being firm with your boundaries because that's how you're going to easily spot people who are, you know, maybe narcissistic or maybe manipulative, whatever, even have just like traits, and you don't want. People like that that can't be helped, that don't want to help themselves in your life. Yeah. And so once you, you you know your boundaries and what you're comfortable with, and you set those boundaries, and if they're not willing to abide by that, then that's somebody that you don't want in your life at the moment. And it, you need help, and until you're willing to abide by my boundaries, then that's the person that I want in my life. Yeah. And so boundaries, regardless personality disorder or not, you need to know what your boundaries are and set those and feel confident in those. And once you realize that and you start setting those, you're going to see a huge difference in the stress in your life and Mm -hmm. feel less like anxiety with like your relationships and stuff like that. And you're going to you feel good
2: when you're not self-betraying. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And you're going to feel like you're going to keep the people that are actually worthy of your time because they respect your boundaries and you respect theirs. Yeah.
3: And and I think that that's also important to decipher and define I think for the longest time I was like okay I have boundaries and then I was like well, what are they and then I was like well I don't really know. So and like don't uh, punch me in the face right? and be good. Yeah, like I had very <laughs> yeah, like I had very very like uh, uh, what are they called? Um, ambiguous. Yeah. you know, like ambiguous boundaries. Yeah. Like just don't cheat on me. Firm. But yeah. it, and it was and like clear. It, it wasn't until Specific. I started getting older and then I was like, well, what do I want? And then I was like, well, I've never
2: asked myself. Yeah, it, like, I feel like when you're younger, you're like more like lenient and you like don't want to, to, you're to others? Cause you're like, yes. don't be too demanding because you're like, well, I don't want to be
4: too demanding because then I'm a Chase Vic, these people I believe we talked about this in uh- one of the podcasts before about like you know you said you're I'm the type of friend where it's just like if you need me then like let's hang out or like let's hang out once a month whatever yeah but like someone that's just like let's hang out let's hang yeah. out constantly like you set those boundaries where it's like I can't do that like yeah. that's not me yeah so not what I'm gonna provide yeah and saying like this and then and a friend that respects that then it's like okay we could be Perfect. friends because yeah. then they won't be
2: disappointed because they know but then exactly if, if yeah. they
4: get if they get upset with you that you don't want to hang out like that and then you start feeling guilty you set your boundaries and that's fine. Story of my life. So I think that
2: kind of like goes into like narcissists, how like narcissists, I feel like they probably wouldn't be able to say from the beginning, these are my boundaries. Like they have no boundaries. They wouldn't be able to say like, Hey, like I can't provide this for you because my depth only is this much or no, this. Because that whatever. takes self awareness. It, yes. Yeah, it so, like going to the lyrics, which um, what does she say? What is does Riri the chorus? Say? So she starts by saying, um, or the chorus, she's like, "And babe, I'm fist fighting with fire just to get close to you. Can we burn something, babe? And I run for miles just to get a taste. Must be love on the brain that's got me feeling this way."
0: Wow.
2: So it's like she's really trying to get close to this person. I don't know if there's any other type of like psychological disorder that could characterize somebody that isn't willing to open up. Probably just like trauma or something. Yeah. But like she's really trying. She like, she wants the fire. Like she's fist fighting with fire just to get close to somebody. Yeah. And like they're just not having it oh, and but could the that thing be is because they
4: have that fragile um they actually have like you know a fragile ego fragile view of themselves even though they don't portray you know that and so it's just like if you get close to me and you really know me for them then you're gonna know what i really am and i i'm not gonna be i haven't even confronted that, that. Show yeah. it makes them feel
2: too like open to criticism or yeah something. exactly yeah.
4: oh and then you're gonna not see me the same as like i'm you know showing that i am so they avoid that Closeness, and that's mm. why they like create all this distance yeah. and all this. Like, I'm so like a facade, this. Exactly. yeah. So and yeah. then she yeah. says, facade. And
2: I run for miles just to get a taste. Must be love on the brain. That's got me feeling this way. It beats me black and blue, but it fucks me so good. And I can't get enough. Must be love on
3: the brain. I think those are some of the most fucking controversial <laughs> lyrics like,
2: ever. And it reminds me of just like the whole thing with Chris Brown, yeah, just, like yeah. abusive relationship. That's like such a triggering trying, lyric, it is like she's trying. Trying so hard to be close to somebody that's fucking physically abusing her like she's just like let me get close to you and, and it's fucking her up trying to get close to them and she can't
3: and how honest do you have to be to say you are physically causing me harm and I can't and get I still, enough? <laughs> I still that is like again I want to talk about trigger warning like that's that's
4: this idea of like
3: being Addicted to abuse, and or like
4: yeah, and again, the person that is an abuser most likely, I mean, every case that I've you know known, they've been abused, and so they continue that cycle of abuse because they don't have the insight to realize what they are continuing is because they've been hurt and they don't know how to deal with it except for repeat that cycle and so most abusers most rapists all that stuff they've been raped before they've been abused before and so they all they know is to
3: perpetuate
4: they they feel in control when they repeat that same cycle and they feel They feel more powerful when they repeat that same cycle instead of going to therapy and be like, oh my gosh, this was horrible and how to deal with it. No, they just like, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that person in power now and I'm going to do it to another person. And that's why
3: that's why when you acknowledge anything, any type of wrongdoing. Any type of self awareness, any type of acknowledgement of what is happening, you are already a step ahead. Yeah. Because the first step is denial. The second step is
4: acceptance. Yeah. So it's like you're already there. Yeah. And just to take that step is huge. Yes. And I give people props that can do that because it's so difficult. Yeah. 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 So I
3: think that you like if you're if you're saying you know what fuck like my dad acted this way, my older brother acts this way, but I don't want to act this way. Like that takes. Fucking balls that takes guts
2: to and change that cycle yes. that
4: has been going on for generations. Usually, it is a generational cycle. It takes a lot, and, and it's like probably really rare. Yeah, it's
3: probably really rare to like change it. Yeah, yeah, no, rare. absolutely. And 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 I, uh, like you said, a generational thing. We're not talking like, oh, my grandpa did. We're talking about like grandpa, great grandfather, great grandfather, great grandfather, great grandfather for generations and generations used to physically abuse their wives, and that came all the way back to you. It's not like this that's a lot of weight to fucking carry, bro. And and then it can vary.
4: It'll be like some siblings, it's like some siblings will repeat that cycle. Some siblings are, you know, have that resiliency where it's like, nope, I'm not continuing it. And there'll be like one out of the four siblings is different.
3: Is it always like the, um, the exception?
4: Um, no, or is there? Us-
3: is it usually like there's always at least one child extremely affected by it, or is it like
4: for sure? I would say. I mean, at least like anecdotally, I don't know research wise. Yeah, like, research-wise, yeah. Um, but and we don't um, got no numbers in front of us. Yeah, but um, I w- with my clients and actually with family members, yeah. um, uh, I would say that there's some that you know completely change the cycle. It's like wow, I'm so fortunate. And then there's that's some that's just crazy. like dang like you're just repeating that same cycle and um you know
3: and it it takes a lot that's That's why that's why I'm so like almost overjoyed or like over like um I don't know what the term would be like I'm I'm excited for people people who can address their issues that's a big fucking deal it's a big fucking deal to say wow, I'm kind of a dick sometimes. Wow, I'm selfish. Wow, yeah. I found that I'm using and this person. Like, it's normal to
4: be all those things, but once you human recognize nature. it, then you could change it. And uh, so it's like, if I do that sometimes, everyone is a dick everyone, sometimes. And I wonder everyone. if it's yes. harder
2: or easier on which side, if it's like you're the narcissist or like, codependent person because mm. like going to like uh rihanna's lyrics where she's like must be love on the brain and it keeps cursing my name and then she says no matter what i do i'm no good without you and i can't get enough See, so so, like that mentality of i'm no good without that's personality you. Like, disorder right what is harder like, what is harder like getting yeah. away from that like low self-esteem or being like the fucking narcissist abuser well, oh fuck yeah is a, a, I pfft, that's, yeah, because like yeah, being yeah. that low, like being like, no matter what I do, I'm no good without you. Like, you got to be in some fucking mental state of yeah, like devastation. Empty. Empty oh my god, transform. you have to, you know, yeah. you
4: are nothing. I don't feel like I am a person without um, being the, with somebody, yeah. and so the, that's where people go into relationships where they move on straight to the next person because I mm-hmm. have no identity unless I'm with somebody else, and I conform to whatever they're interested in. Because I just want to please them. It's fucked up. Like even verse two. So she's like, baby,
2: keep loving me. Just love me. Just love me. All you need to do is love me. Got me like. "Ah, ah, ah, how." I'm tired of being played (laughs) like a violin. What do I gotta do to get in your motherfucking heart? It's this challenge. Like, like she's like, please let me know. What do I have to do? do? It. Please love me. Please love me. She's literally begging for like this man's love, like, and to get in his heart, like, to for him to open up. He's clearly not opening up, and she's just like.
4: Please. Or it's a cycle, or it's like the <laughs> yeah. I'm sure loving it. Oh my god, and, and
5: hell
2: I yeah!
3: Will. And, and this is why I think it again, it's important to talk about these things because it's important to say that I think I, I've been in this situation. Have you been in a situation like this where you're the Rihanna, where you're like, love me, like not so much? That's all right, yeah, Ashley. Won't. Maybe you. We'll just shut the fuck up about that. Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> yes, you. Yeah, I definitely have.
2: I,
4: yeah, I don't like I, being vulnerable. I mean, it's so hard. I don't, I don't think. I in that place. If like, like, no I realize that I'm not wanting it's like, my. I, I mean,
2: don't know what it is about being vulnerable. I like being open. And I have found myself begging for people to love me or for attention or to change or to give me more time. Or to be more open with me, or to stop being so nonchalant. I, I have feel like I absolutely
3: beg people. I feel and like I do find myself yeah. doing that a lot. It's, it's unfortunately, not, it's not in this sense where I'm like, I meet someone and I'm like, please, oh my god, no. It's this. I get sucked in. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I'm not somebody who's like, okay, I'm dating for two weeks. Yeah, no, I'm in love over here. Exactly. You know, thing. The I, I think <laughs> me
2: and you both from yeah. Jump come off as like very strong and independent and yeah. confident, but like somehow end up in. in this like
3: thing. It's like how do we they go just, from here to here? I, I don't f- know. I feel like I get I get so wrapped up in like being busy, work this, and then someone's like, "Hey, you cute?" and I'm like, "Who the fuck are you? Are you cute? Are you trying to get married? Yes or no? Quick!" And they're <laughs> like, "Uh, look, I'm trying to steal your heart," and I'm like, "Perfect. Let me see what you got." And they're like, "I'm a fuck boy," and I'm like, "God damn it, we got another one, another it's, one." And so it's just like a repeating cycle of me being <laughs> For like, "Mad aggressive." Less of
2: that. For me, it's like I'm more where like I pick who I want to love me. Okay, and if they show me an ounce, I'm like, you better give me a gallon. (laughs) And if they don't, then I'm like, hurt, and that's where I'm scabbing. Yeah, where I'm like. What do you mean? Like, where is the rest of this love? Like, I, you gave me a taste. Like, why aren't you fucking worshipping me? Why don't you love me? I need more. Like, I need more
3: now. But Stephanie, do you I, see what's wrong with us now? No, like, <laughs> so am I a narcissist
2: for that?
4: like, that's where I fall in the middle where I'm just You're like, You're literally in the middle. My my border. Like, I have borderline personality disorder. Like, I'm just like, I, because sometimes I feel like I don't let myself <laughs> be vulnerable. And so, like, I don't get to that deep emotion where, like, I'm just like, Ooh like, do I have emotions like you're like Ashley will no. All the time she's like I don't know if you've loved
2: anyone yeah no I've told Stephanie before I'm like That's I could she's think a, a therapist of I could think I of maybe one tea. man <laughs> that Stephanie has been with where like I'm like head white, over heels where it's I like, think she loved him other than that sorry, Stephanie guys. don't <laughs> love fucking no one so if you are Stephanie's ex sorry. I'm so sorry you went shit to <laughs> her and you was uh, never
3: shit to her
2: you know what's and really why the fuck was you ever in her life
4: I wish I felt that but I've
3: always I've always like, I think for the most part, I, for the, for the most part, ev- every time, like I've known you, you've yeah. for the most part been with somebody. Yeah. And almost every time I've been like, why? Why? She doesn't like him, right? <laughs> I'm just him. like, why? And then, but you know, you do that friend thing where she's like, "This is my boyfriend." I'm like, okay, okay sure, <laughs> sure he is. And then, like, right. so four months later, she's like, "That guy was uh, fucking uh, stupid." And I'm like, yes, "We've been new. Uh, why don't you?" I, even I, I could even literally because I feel it on bad. No. Do you want me to tell yes. you? Because
2: literally, yes. like, I, I could tell you any guy you bring around. I'm like. I Why?
3: Take contru- it's your face. Criticism. It's literally like your... Like, okay. I can literally Next tell. time you bring a
2: dude around, I'm going to be Please. like, you like him because he's fucking weird and not cute when you can do so much better, Stephanie. That's Please, just my thought. Every time every Stephanie time Stephanie him. talks to anyone, that's me, my thought. Me
3: and Stephanie, or er, me and Ashley. Sorry. Like, if, she, if she brings a man around me now, she's just going to be like, oh, she said we could go in. Tag team, go. Please.
5: Hey, he's fucking this stupid.
3: He's <laughs> ugly, he whack. Bunk ass, ugly ass, big old titty having ass ho. Uh,
4: I've, uh. I've been single for now, uh, I think 10 months. Oh, wow. And I'm completely Fine, so until good. Someone that
3: good. You Please, Who ask, are ask me how long I've been single. Don't, never mind. Just kidding. Anyways, Rich, and so like, that's
2: the thing for crazy. myself. <laughs> that's why I trip on myself because, like, I go through things where I'm like so desperate for love, but it's like I go single for like two years at a time. I literally go no dick for like a year at a time, like, easily. No. Oh,
3: sorry I can't speak for you but
2: I can like I've gone there like, are some
3: things people need
5: Anna.
2: a year I've gone a year without dick and then I got dick and then I went another year without dick and it's like I don't give a fuck like there's i for that, yeah. i'm so like hot or cold we're like I'm i fucking hate, hate every man
3: so yeah okay. i don't care even, like, i me. could be
2: alone in my room for like five years and be fine
3: i mean i think Gosh. i i could do that but every now and then all i want to do is cut like like fall asleep next to another human being and then i'll be like oh i crave get the that fuck out i crave <laughs> that don't get me wrong oh
2: like i could be lonely <laughs> i crave that but like she Unless says, oh, I, I want that, but I'm picky. I don't have it. No, no, I can't. No I, could, one, I, no could, one could I could easily, no one I like. yes, nobody I like. I'm picky. I could easily be like, Of course, come here. of course, like I'm confident in myself. I could, I'm narcissistic in that way. I could find easily She's a man not, I have to come Stop cuddle it. with me.
3: Anyone can. You're a female. I'm Bitch, sorry, exactly. It's pretty easy for a female to find anyone exactly. come cuddle with Exactly. Okay. So
2: that's where I tell you, where like, I could easily find somebody to come cuddle with me, but like. I'm just disgusted by 99.9% of men... Uh women um, I have never found the courage to pursue. Women are scary. <laughs> no.
3: I'm I love so much women. More scared of women. You should yeah. not be scared of women. <laughs> you well, well, like,
2: I think of myself though, and I'm like, I'm a fucking evil bitch with crazy standards. So are all women this way? Yeah. <laughs> Let me not pursue a woman. And then I my, don't know. My, my women usually friends. come on
3: very uh, hard and fast. It's usually like a lot more harder and faster than guys. You guys you would think would be really aggressive. But, like, I feel like in my experience with women, they're always like, You're really pretty. What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, What the fuck? Okay, shit. My number's 909. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, call me. Oh my God. <sighs> like, uh, literally, uh, one time I was uh, at Bielman's down the street waiting for traffic to be over, and some. I like clicked with some really pretty girl and I was like, you're really pretty. She was like, you're really pretty. I feel like you need to kiss me. And then I was like, OK, oh. sure. and like, I was OK with it. And I was like, <laughs> yes, but then, ladies and so,
2: gentlemen, this is a pub. As in, like, they sell burgers
3: and shit. It's not a bar. Yeah, no, there's no, they sell alcohol, too. But it's but mostly it's, burgers. but it's like, not a bar. It's like a it's vegan. a food place, a <laughs> vegan, a vegan food it's a vegan place. Food place. <laughs> <laughs> And she like, and I was like, and so I had to ask myself. I was like, well, like, would I be okay with this if a dude was this? And I was like, straight up, no, I would not. Like, it was kind of like her. I don't know if it's just because too aggressive. Maybe I don't know. It was. It was. It was a little. But I was kind of like. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. I okay. Don't know. But it I think it's it was, less it was, threatening yeah. coming from a woman. Yeah. Because from a man, it's like, is he gonna fucking beat me up, murder and rape me? Right. Yeah. A woman is
3: just like, oh, she's just confident. She's just attracted
2: to me. Okay. You're like
3: she's just attractive. Yeah. She, yes, I agree. So it's I different. Think, that's that's where that like I felt a little bit more comfortable. With, like yeah. okay. Whereas like if a man was like, oh, you're pretty, kiss me, I'd be like. Ooh. This is Bitch. not okay. Like, I'll sock you in your forehead. Yeah, like that's not okay. Right now. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you find that narcissism is is dealt with differently within men and women?
4: I've never met a female narcissist. And you heard it here first. <laughs> folks. No, and you know what? It's impossible for women to be. <laughs> a no, you know what? And like, I, I, I am really actually seeking to find a female narcissist uh, because. My my supervisor, who was a male, he was like. Oh, narcissism and borderline is the same thing, but it's just, uh, you know, women have narcissism and women have borderline personality disorder and uh, males have narcissism. Oh. i like, that's kind of sexist, though. And I'm so like, he was trying to say
3: that only one kind of, uh, it, it only applied to one sex. But
4: the thing is that, like, even in the DSM, more women have borderline personality disorder and more males have narcissistic personality disorder. But that makes sense with the patriarchy because it just makes sense that, like, a man is going to be
3: like, cook for me, clean, I mean... G- for all the men with their little nipples getting hard, going, oh, no, we're talking about the patriarchy. I know, calm down. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, there is, like, a male dominance and a female nurturing, which makes sense that, like, a man would be narcissistic and a female would have personality. Or
4: would it
2: just be characterized that way? Where exactly. Like well,
4: and they are, it's almost like a spectrum. Um, personality disorders especially, I mean, if you look at the um, DSM and you kind of, like, read through them, they are like a, um, they, it is like a spectrum. In any kind okay. of category that you look, it's all a spectrum. So I do think... It's not black and white. It isn't black and white. And or
3: male or female.
4: And yeah, like even, you know, I know somebody that was like, oh, this. Th- I know this girl, she, I think she has a, you know narcissistic personality disorder. And I pull out my DSM and I'm like, let's find out. Let's try to diagnose. <laughs> I love it. And, like, um, and then I start, I was like, but maybe they have borderline. And then uh, I read it and she's like... Oh yeah, maybe it is borderline, but they're so close to yeah. each other that it is really hard to tell. Interesting. And Interesting. So, I mean, it's kind of
3: like yin and yang. They all they they kind of lean on each other. So there's in this some
4: like, ways, yeah, and there there's they're a little opposite. bit of this
3: in in each other. Mm. Yeah, right. In, like, in it's opposite. Like, like you know, a yin and yang With side. BPD,
4: it could be like you're more displaying insecurity and more neediness, and then with you know narcissistic personality disorder, you're way more confident. You're not. But they thrive on each other. Thrive- at the end of the day, exactly. <laughs> so it is yin and yang. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Damn. So obviously,
3: that just makes sense. Uh, those types of relationships are just going to be seeking toxic. each other out and out and so out. Toxic. Like.
2: Uh, so the way that would kind of play out, I feel like earlier we were talking about would be like where it's like. It's a the guy and a girl together and he's a narcissist and she's maybe BPD and he's just like overly just like into himself. He thinks he's the shit and thrives on her praising him and she just fucking needs him and he needs I think narcissists kind of Put people down to feel better mm-hmm. okay, too, yeah. Yeah. And like they, the other person ends up kind of just questioning themselves and trying to be like, "Well, why? Like, why do you feel this way?" And trying to fix themselves yeah, and like, "Well, don't guilty. think of me this way, please." Like, I'll be better. And they do not want to be abandoned? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really fucked up because it's like, like I'm Sam, I'm like the person with BPD, and Stephanie, you have narcissism, and I'm like. Please, like, what can I do? Please, okay, it reminds me of American Psycho. You're we walk- watching earlier today with Reese Witherspoon when uh, mm. Pat- uh, Patrick Bateman like breaking up with her, and she's like, oh, "What can I do?" Like, please, and he's like, "What you could do is stop fucking embarrassing me, making a fucking scene right now because they're like in a restaurant." Yeah. and she's like crying so and he's it, just no empathy none. no fucking empathy he's just like bitch shut the fuck up we're done you're, you're not you're not, not you're not feeling my ego anymore and she's like please what can i do i need you i okay, fucking need you
3: pat patrick ba- Bateman, mm-hmm. Bateman, he was a psychopath or a sociopath
2: we actually discussed that. Not we. I was, like, watching on the side Wild <laughs> the Wild 7
3: podcast. So so make sure you guys listen in so you guys can uh,
2: It was our
4: episode
3: that dropped,
2: I think, yeah. this week so also again, a drop.
4: Um, I would say he would have antisocial personality disorder um, if what he was doing was actually real. But I would just for sure diagnose him with, like, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, so, like, so is what I'm trying to say is, like, does nar- –
3: is the difference – between narcissism and sociopath like killing people like is it cr- like violence is it enacting violence
4: yeah so again sociopath is like a different type of antisocial personality disorder um i yeah i can't i, I can't get into that That's one. all right it's, um, it's a little realm it's anti- another bubble yeah so um but, We'd have not, to do a whole it's, it's nother not, podcast not on not psychopaths. The, it's not in the DSM, so okay, I see. It's actually more of like diagnosing. It is like with like people in jail and stuff like that. Okay, Those are the most people that have like a sociopath, it's more um, forensic, I guess. You I could see. Say. Um, but antisocial is like um, you not really uh, caring about the well-being of others. Okay, so it's not not only lacking empathy, but it's like really not. Like giving a like shit. Like if somebody and, dies. Yeah, like you know, um, again, like I said in the other podcast, you would be diagnosed with conduct disorder as a kid, and um, one of the signs of conduct disorder is you um, harming am- animals first. Okay. And kind of like killing them and not really caring what happens so to them, if And if you start hurting people. Okay, yeah. So that like, but it, it doesn't. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to hurt people okay. physically to have antisocial personality disorder.
3: So um, in narcissism, would they feel sorry if somebody got hurt?
4: No, they don't. Ha- they really lack empathy. And again, so maybe, some, maybe some. because again, you only have to meet certain criteria. Lack of empathy is one, but there's like a total of nine yeah. criteria. Okay. So maybe you don't. So you said psychopath and
2: sociopath aren't in DSM. Uh,
3: which one?
4: Psychopath
3: and sociopath. No,
4: they're not
3: in DSM. Okay, so perhaps a psychopath and a sociopath could have narcissism or narcissistic traits. traits. Oh yeah. But just because you're narcissistic doesn't necessarily mean that you're a psychopath or a sociopath. Yes, Obviously, correct. but but if um, you're a sociopath and psychopath, you're probably, you're probably narcissistic. narcissistic. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That 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 tends to. But that's like you should also see that as like an underlying issue. Like, do you want to have the same personality traits as a psychopath? Exactly. Like, do yeah. you want that? Like, so sociopath? you're so you're on the way. You're yeah. so
4: antisocial. You're impulsive. Um, failure to conform to social norms. So you don't like follow laws.
3: Ooh. Okay. Order. Yeah. yeah.
4: You know, um irritability or aggressiveness as indicated by repeated physical fights or assault, re- reckless disregard for safety of self or okay. others. Okay, yeah. So it's like all right, so sometimes remorse, maybe guilty, you don't feel guilty.
3: Okay, so maybe a narcissist, like let's just say something happened and they could feel sorry for someone, but it wouldn't feel sorry for the sense of like, I feel sorry for that person. It could be like, Oh,
4: you that's don't know what it's like that's a shoes.
3: reflection. That's a reflect, like I could die. And I don't want that to happen, so I'm so sorry. But or I could get caught. So oh, it's fuck. like it, <laughs> usually, like so. Usually, like their remorse is like it. It's internalized with themselves yeah. if they are at all remorseful, and it's usually probably not authentic. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And these are real people walking around the earth. Yeah, bro. It's. Scary. So there's oh, a lot please of Please have sympathy for people.
2: People, yeah, like if your friends are dealing with somebody like narcissistic or abusive, like be just be there for them, you know? Like you don't fucking mm. know. Like Support. that shit is yeah. like it'll suck up your fucking lie. Don't it'll, judge. Yeah. Like don't you may your think <laughs> Yeah, you'll think like, Oh, I would never fall for this, and little do you know, you might just fucking fall for this so stop judging people stop thinking it's so easy like just believe women yeah if they're in abusive shape they come out and be like
3: i was abused believe women Yeah. and just uh yeah i don't know i know i love that that's a great no believe believe your friends believe women seek Seek guidance, seek guidance from people who look like you, who have the same beliefs as you, who come from the same areas as you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to follow us on any social medias, you can follow us on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Simpin After Dark. You can also email us. Any questions, concerns, any thoughts you have? If you have any questions for Stephanie, please feel free to reach out through us. You can email us at simpinafterdark at gmail.com.
4: Stephanie, where where can the people of After Dark reach you if they uh, want to contact you? You can find me on Instagram at Stephanie underscore Venezuela, like the country. Um, or... Uh, yeah, no, just that one. Yeah, yeah. just that one. <laughs> I only want you to like touch <laughs> <one. laughs> You can follow
2: me at Ash underscore Friday underscore and also make sure to follow at Simpin' After Dark's playlist on Spotify. It's Simpin' After
3: Dark. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Victoria D. Wells. And we want to give a special shout out to the Wild 7 Studios and the Wild 7 podcast that is all has Stephanie on an yes. episode. And uh, shout out to April Mendoza who just they just, just dropped, dropped newsflash
2: flash. yes second episode of Mr. Red's gruesome tales which you could also follow on Instagram I'm it sick. is an
3: anthology anthology series. I'm sick I'm sick with all the talent I'm surrounded by yeah. I, I love th- Steph, if you're a fan you. of like Black Mirror Twilight Zone go
2: follow them yes. um, yeah uh, stay That's tuned with us uh, Steph will be probably a recurring guest on our shit so. she's the only one we go to answers for <laughs> thank you for being on thank you for being thank so informative it's so nice to be back it's always so fun and informative
3: and hopefully helpful to any listeners you know so you guys reach out to us let us know what you think we would love to hear your comments your concerns any questions you guys have and as always until next time bye bye